Hello everyone and welcome to the Let's Talk Revenue Marketing Podcast, brought to you by the Revenue Marketing Alliance. Today we're joined by Naomi Avron, Product Marketing Manager for Infinigrow, to discuss building a revenue-driven marketing plan. So hello Naomi, welcome to the podcast. Hey Hannah, great to be here. I'm very exciting uh, <laughs> day to day. <laughs> great, awesome. So um, why don't you uh, just start by telling us a little bit about yourself and uh, like your journey into revenue marketing so far? Okay, uh, so uh, I'm Naomi. I'm from uh, Tel Aviv, uh, working as a PMM at Infinigrow. Uh, we are a revenue marketing platform, actually, so that connects uh, naturally. Uh, we help marketers better understand how each part uh, and each activity uh, contributes to revenue uh, and then use this data to better plan and forecast results uh, so you can get better and faster business decisions uh, to help you grow the company and reach uh, your targets. Uh, before that, it was like a regular marketing manager um, and uh, Rise AI, uh, it's just a different startup. Uh, that help uh, DTC brands um, grow uh, using um, store credit solutions and online store gift cards. Uh, before that, we only worked at uh, agencies, learning how to get things done, uh, social media manager and uh, PPC campaign manager. Um, so my journey into revenue marketing, I think it was always there, like the knowledge that uh, it's not only about doing things, it's actually about um, moving the needle and making an, an impact. Uh, and I think that the connection to revenue marketing uh, is really um, natural. So if you know how everything you're doing actually um, connects to revenue at the end, uh, you can do things that actually matter um, and focus on the most important things instead of like, are running around and uh, doing things that someone thinks is important, uh, like uh, we should uh, write uh, more or uh, do more posts, uh, social media posts. Um, and this is how I know I'm doing the right thing at the right time. Uh, and I can be measured based on it properly. Cool. Awesome. Um, so you're here with us today to uh, talk about building a revenue-driven marketing plan. Um, so I guess we'll just get things started with our first question, which is um, when you're building that your that 2023 strategy, um, why should you start with uh, revenue goals? So um, every time I used to go to a plan, I started like figuring out where what should I do? Um, sometimes I like go around and gather all the different things I did last year um, and try to build a plan based of it. Uh, but that if something used to work, it doesn't mean that it will work, continue to work. Uh, on the other side, uh, when you're trying to like go from the big company goal and strategy and start to figure it out how, which channel can help you, also it's a bit messy and you can't really make things together uh, and for sure not track it properly during the year and make sure you're reaching your goal. But when you're using revenue, as your target, uh, you also talk with the same language that everyone talks with. Uh, so uh, when you're reaching your CFO uh, and CEO, you, you can talk at the same level. This is what I need so I can reach this revenue goal. Um, and once you have like a revenue goal, it's really easy 
uh, and clear to build milestones along the way. Uh, if you didn't get your uh, or reached uh, Q1's pipeline goal, it's time to shake things up. Uh, and you need to change something in order to make sure that the next target milestone, uh, you'll get it. And once you have your goal, you can go down the, uh, and create that channel mix that actually builds your plan. So you can create a channel mix, uh, but your end of year revenue goal plan um, will stay the same during the entire year. Um, and the channels that can produce this plan might change. Uh, and we saw this uh, during 2022, uh, we started with talking about like gross at any cost and uh, big budgets and uh, big campaigns. And, and during the year, something changed and everyone is now talking about efficiency. Um, so how you can do more with less. And, and when you know how each activity actually connects to revenue at the end, uh, it's easy to communicate it uh, and to hit your targets. All right, cool. So I guess the next question we have is, um, so what exactly is uh, a revenue model? And so and why is it so important for marketers to just have one set up? Okay, so a revenue model is something um, marketers can use uh, to build a budget and plan based on it. Uh, and it's based on revenue results. Uh, we'll build uh, InfiniGrow's revenue model. Uh, it's based out of metadata's demand model. Uh, they published it last year. Uh, it was super cool. Uh, and it was really similar to how we do things and how we think about building a plan and in training row. Uh, so we took that model, uh, we mixed it up a, a bit, added some things, uh, and any marketer can use it from our website. Uh, it's totally free, non-gated, uh, and you can use it to build a plan uh, and budget. So how it works, uh, it takes your data, uh, your ARR goal, uh, sales cycle lengths, conversion rates, uh, the split between sales and marketing. Uh, and from there, you can get like, your KPIs and benchmark you need to reach uh, for your plan. Uh, so for example, I have like the ARR goal I need to reach uh, and the average deal size. Uh, I can easily calculate how many new logos I need to bring in order to reach that. Um, once you have like how many new customers you need to bring, you can easily uh, calculate using conversion rates to reach each one of your funnel stages, uh, opportunities, SQLs, MQLs, and leads. Uh, and you have like your KPIs just set in front of you. Uh, it's really, really easy, really simple, uh, easy to understand and see. Um, those are your benchmark. Those are the things you will need to achieve in order to reach that revenue goal. And I wanted to add like one more thing that this is not related to cost and budget yet. This is only what you'll need in order to reach that revenue goal. So you have to bring this amount of leads with this conversion rate, it will turn into that amount of MQLs and then moving forward like this all the way to new customers. Um, so if you're staying on track with that, you know how that your plan is going to work. Yeah, no, I, I think that's, it's really important. Um, and uh, I guess that sort of leads into kind of um, KPIs that people uh, try and set. And uh, so when it comes to uh, KPIs, how can marketers like best fit them into their plan and like adjust them to suit their individual needs? So we really believe that uh, the KPIs marketers should focus on 
our revenue, of course, and customers, uh, and use proxy metric from your funnel. So let's say uh, use an SQL as a proxy metric uh, to know you're reaching your goal. Uh, we suggest uh, to stay away as far as possible out of vanity metrics like number of clicks because um, the correlation between that and actual revenue is a bit hard and not really there. This is why we really, really recommend staying uh, with KPIs that are uh, related and correlated to revenue. Um, this is how you know uh, that if you hit this, uh, those KPIs, uh, you can reach your end goal. Uh, and from there, you need can like turn it into the channels. And what are the channels that can help me bring those sorts of KPIs? Cool, awesome. And um, so, how is how do you think it is that um, you get from those funnel KPIs uh, to creating a budget? Yeah. Um, so based on the revenue model, you actually got your yearly goals for each KPI, true for each proxy metric. Uh, now we want to understand like how uh, can we create like what's the budget for it uh, and we're looking like for uh, like if I generate that amount of leads I know I'll be okay uh, as long as I maintain the conversion rates but lead is like an unstable metric uh, so we uh, usually encourage uh, using like a uh, a metric a proxy metric that it's closer uh, to revenue so as bottom of the funnel as you can uh, but that you can iterate and generate it quick enough uh, so you can like go over it and change things and see how it, it will affect so you don't want to wait like six months in order uh, to update your plan you want to do it like on a monthly basis if your lead to sql velocity is one month it's a great proxy metric to work with if not you can go up the funnel to mql uh, just make sure you understand the connection between mql to actual revenue uh, in order to do so um, so you, to create the budget, you have like one side, how many SQLs I need to generate, uh, and you're needing the other side, just what's the average cost per SQL, uh, for that, uh, you should use last year cost per SQL or average cost. Uh, we suggest using like, uh, Q3, Q4 costs that are probably represent better, uh, how 2023 will look, um, cause for most companies, there was a big shift during the year uh, and based on last year cost per SQL um, with the number of SQL you need to generate, you have a budget. If I have this budget, I can generate that amount of revenue. And that's basically it. Now you have the budget. Uh, it's your budget. You should can come with this to your CFO and explain uh, this is what I need in order to create that plan. Um, I will say uh, that this this number doesn't contain everything. So if you need to do a brand move or a longer demand play, this is not it. This is but is the budget to uh, solely generate new leads that will turn into customers. So everything that's not like directly connected to it, it's an external budget to the plan uh, that you can demand. Uh, but know that like SQL budget, the first budget we talked about is a non-negotiable. Then everything else we can talk. We can see when it best fits uh, our strategy. So obviously we talked about the getting KPIs to a budget. So how do you go from those funnel KPIs to sort of your full kind of marketing plan, you know, that takes into account the different channels and uh, seasonality and uh, et cetera? Yeah. So uh, right now we have like number of uh, new SQL as a proxy metric uh, and the cost uh, each SQL should cost. And now we just need to split it across the year. Uh, you can split it evenly. 
So each month you need to upgrade the same amount of new SQLs uh, or uh, growing across the year um, and just play with it. So let's say um, Q3 is a slower uh, queue and you know it's harder to create, uh, generate leads there and create uh, new opportunities. Um, so you know that those three months uh, will be not as strong and you probably need to create less there uh, and move uh, that uh, amount needed to create uh, to different months. Um, and let's say you have like a big event on March. Uh, this means that March will probably generate an extra amount. So this is how you can play with this. Uh, and the number of SQLs you're planning to generate uh, each month is like the budget you have for generating them. And now you need to think uh, based on benchmark and how your channels perform, what will be the channel mix that can allow me to reach this goal? Um, and it can change across the year. So let's say uh, you're planning uh, working on your SEO because it's a longer play. So at the start of the year, SEO won't bring uh, that much lead. But bottom of the year, the end of the year, uh, probably be like an engine that generating new leads, uh, maybe quality leads uh, that can close faster. Uh, so you really need to play with it and find a channel mix that works uh, in creating your plan. But again, this is not like the main part of your plan. The main part of your plan is like understanding your goals uh, and then creating the marketing channels that can work with it. Um, you see, your marketing uh, goals will probably stay the same this all year long, but the channel can change based on whatever happening, or whatever happens in the market. Um, something maybe come up, maybe you'll do an experiment that will work very well and you want to double down on it. Maybe some channels will close because of cost or uh, long uh, velocities. Um, so everything can change, uh, but you have that goal in mind you still need to reach no matter what. Awesome. And and do you have maybe, um, do you have any examples of like maybe from your current role or like previous roles where um, where that happened, where you had like sort of a goal and um, you were sort of able to to uh, tie that into your plan? Um, yeah, I think like when you think of it all the way through, um, it's in every one of our job. Uh, you start with like a goal. Um, I know for me as a PMM, it's maybe... Uh, increasing uh, retention rates uh, and helping uh, the CS team uh, grow uh, contract size. Uh, so I need to make sure uh, users are using the platform correctly. Um, and I'm increasing, helping increasing the number of new users uh, and how much, many times uh, they're entering the platform. Uh, this is, will help later uh, increasing the contract. Uh, but if during the year we see things changing, um, maybe we should focus on a specific part of the user journey uh, in it. The same goes for uh, sales enablement. Um, if I can like focus my efforts for sales enablement and create decks and better explanatories and case study, uh, but if we're kind of noticing uh, that our conversion rates aren't that good, uh, maybe uh, we need to pump up uh, our email sequences and our nurturing sequences uh, to make sure everyone uh, that contacts us or leaving a lead, um, applying a form, um, really understands and remember 
why uh, they did it and uh, how much we can help them uh, grow their business. Well, awesome. Um, so obviously we've spoken a bit about um, this idea of transitioning to a revenue-driven marketing plan. Um, so what kind of um, advice would you have, say, for a company that um, are wanting to switch up from their you know, usual marketing plan um, and trans, you know, do a transition to thinking more revenue driven. What kind of, what kind of those uh, first steps do you think they should take to, to start that? First of all, it's a great move. Uh, I really <laughs> hope more marketers uh, will choose to do it. Um, some of our customers really uh, told us that, that they're going to do using the revenue model uh, in order to build their plan and change uh, the mindset of how they're doing things, um, understand the connection between sales and marketing, what marketing is um, giving and what marketing is in charge of. Yeah, so the first thing you need to do is understand uh, where you want to go, what is your target, where do you want to reach? And then you start like to break down uh, those KPIs, uh, those funnel metrics, the number of uh, opportunities you need to bring, the number of SQLs, the number of MQLs, then the number of leads. Uh, and the last part of it is really trying uh, to connect every one of your activities uh, to actual revenue. How can I know if someone uh, read my content and then uh, turned into a lead? How this is how this is affecting uh, the opportunity stage? Maybe one type of blog is better than the, another one. Uh, maybe uh, users that interact comes through Google uh, are different than users that come through G2. Uh, you need to really understand how uh, everything is mixing up and uh, how it's creating uh, those customer journeys uh, in order to tie everything to marketing and then to say, oh, this is a great channel for me. I should invest here more. Cool, awesome. So. Um... Uh, when it comes to sort of the the, the plan, then um, obviously things you know change, things come up throughout the year. Um, so, what do you think marketers need to be doing to make sure that their plan is uh, suitable? That you know it's it's always going to be working for them. Like, how often do you think they should be revisiting that? So it's easiest to do a plan, get it approved, and then like start your year uh, and only like open it again uh, at the end of the next year. Um, but in order to really know if you're on track and hitting your goals and not be surprised uh, too late, you really need to go back to your plan uh, and recheck it. Recheck against your uh, KPIs and your milestones. Uh, if every month, if possible, uh, if no, every queue is also okay. Uh, just to make sure that everything you do, you understand how it impacted uh, and that you're going in the right direction. If you're not hitting your goal, uh, maybe you should change something. Maybe you should try a different channel. Uh, maybe you should uh, double down somewhere and uh, cut somewhere else. Um, if you're constantly tracking and changing and updating and iterating uh, your actual like channel mix, uh, I'm sure you'll be able to be confident in reaching your goals. Uh, and on the other hand, identify when it's not moving in the right direction and then communicate that, hey, uh, we are behind schedule uh, on generating a uh, pipeline. Uh, I think that we won't reach a goal. Let's discuss a new ways. Maybe you need extra budget because uh, now um, advertising costs went up. Uh, or uh, I need to do more branding uh, because 
uh, are we are not recognizable and we are losing to our competitors. Uh, everything can be just by uh, constantly checking and reevaluating where you are. Uh, you can catch uh, on time and do some things to change when you still have time uh, to do so uh, when it actually matters. And uh, were there any kind of moments like in your current role or maybe previous roles where like you uh, felt like you had to change your um, plan very suddenly or because of something out of your control or? Yeah, so 2022 as a whole, I think, was like <laughs> that. Uh, we, as many marketers, had to cut our budget and figure out where to cut. And that wasn't enough. Only cutting the budget, we needed to uh, change the way we do marketing. Uh, so how we can create better uh, and uh, cheaper MQLs uh, for our company. Uh, and we did like a lot of branding work. We upgraded our brand and did a full facelift um, to how we talk and how we look. Uh, we tried to create something so much cooler, so much relatable, relatable, uh, not like showing a part of the product, like actually trying to explain our story uh, and address uh, the real pain points, but like in a um, non-direct ways using metaphors. Uh, and we really found it uh, super effective. People uh, now want to engage with our content, uh, with our ads. Uh, people are searching more for Infinigro. Um, we get great response about the brand and like, oh, wow, where did you do it? Who does your marketing? And we are like, us, this is us doing our marketing. Um, so that was really fun uh, and really teachable, like how you can do more with less. Uh, another thing we do is try to figure out how each content we create or each asset we do uh, can be used more than once. Uh, if I create a new blog, how can I use it in uh, communications? How I can use it for the sales? How can I use it uh, for social media? Uh, and again and again and again to make sure uh, we utilize everything we do um, for the best. Awesome. Uh, so obviously you said things went really well. Um, if obviously we're now at the end of 2022, is is there anything you learned throughout that process that you think if you had known at the start of 2022, you would have maybe done differently? Or is there something you learned that you'll definitely take with you into the next year? I think uh, being creative is the key uh, and mixing things up constantly. Like not, uh, oh, I have this great idea, I'll do it and then everything will work. No, you have to like uh, all the time, like you're iterating your plan, you need to iterate your work uh, and mix things up and create more, be more and more creative. Uh, MarTech is a really uh, crowded space uh, and in order to, like many other industries, uh, in order to stand up, you need to be very special. You need to find your unique voice. You'll need to like quickly identify when things is working and when things are not. Uh, and change it if they're not. And if they do, do more. Uh, it's obviously working. Uh, this is like my main takeaway. Um, understand what is working fast enough so you can do more or change it if needed uh, and not stuck on an, not get stuck on an idea uh, that's not working and spending too much time uh, and money uh, trying to make it work. Cool. And then... Um... So obviously when it comes to revenue, like a revenue driven plan, um, how important would you say it is to, um, because obviously as marketers, how how important would you say it is to sort of have 
a good relationship with say the sales team and and do they get involved like with the with the with any aspect of the planning you know is that is that like an important relationship to have yeah of course sales and marketing is super important <laughs> um it's like i think it's one of the best things uh, marketers love to say like yeah you should get a good relationship with sales uh, but it's really really important uh, so they are fully updated on everything uh, and you're a team. If they get uh, good MQLs, they can create great opportunities. Um, as a part of the plan, I think like uh, there's like the areas where marketing and sales are very connected. Uh, if it's we create the materials and they use it and their areas are like, uh, this is marketing, we will do what we need to do uh, in order for you to do. Uh, and the feedback loop between the two teams is super important uh, in order to be better. Uh, if I know that someone uh, loves uh, uh, a pitch style, um, a salesperson he did, I can use it later in my promotions. And then like there's a feedback loop between the two teams um, that can help us grow faster and better. Yeah, no, I, I think it is it is really important uh, to have that relationship there. Um, so I guess um, one final thing before we, we wrap it up. Um, obviously, we've spoken a lot about, you know, this, what's been going on this year. Uh, obviously, the, the last few years have been very uh, difficult for, <laughs> you know, virtually every industry, really, in, in many different ways. Um, you know, lots I think lots of marketers are thinking about cutting budgets and scaling back. Um, so what do you think is going to be the sort of biggest challenges for marketers in 2023? And, and, and what do you think they should be prioritizing and, and you know, and thinking about to try and uh, get through what, what may be quite a difficult year? <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm sure 2023 is, is will be as spectacular as the last uh, three were, <laughs> uh, and really hard to predict. Uh, hopefully, it will go back to hyper growth, um, but uh, probably not if we're facing uh, the truth here. Um, so the biggest challenge is the unknown, basically. Um, we don't know what will happen, but we must be prepared for anything. Um, it goes back for being creative and uh, rechecking and revisiting uh, your decisions um, and thinking of new ways uh, to be better uh, and to say the same thing or different things um, and really incorporate experiments inside uh, your planning and see how you can uh, try something new and quickly decide if you want it or not um be creative in what you're doing like uh should we really buy a boot and a trade show or there's maybe a different cheaper way can we like go talk to people uh and create relationships uh that are good enough uh, for people to want to like hear more about our product and uh, you can save like tens of thousands of dollars uh, just by not buying a booth um those are the same things marketers need to think about how they can do more with less uh, and how they can reuse their materials, how they can uh, repurpose past things. And that's it, basically. Awesome. So if you had to sort of give uh, one sort of maybe last kind of piece of advice or just, you know, you know, to, to uh, marketers who are thinking about how they're going to do their budget for 2023 and or start their revenue driven marketing plan what what would kind of be like the overarching uh advice for that 
I would really advise to try to connect uh, everything to do back to revenue or back to something you can actually measure. Um, so clicks probably not good enough. Uh, needing to do a bit better and a bit like um, more closer to revenue. Uh, so you can identify uh, those uh, key drivers uh, to your uh, funnel, to the pipeline uh, and do more out of it. So this is my best advice. I think that just about wraps it up. Um, so thank you so much, Naomi, for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. It was really interesting and great. Awesome. Okay. And uh, thank you all for listening at home and we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to check out our other episodes for even more insights into the world of revenue marketing.